come to Uncle Mo's for family fun. It's good, 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 good. Mmm, sounds good. Hello, welcome to Uncle Mo's Family Feedback, where we'll through the dizzying highs, the terrifying lows, and the creamy middles of The Simpsons Seasons 1 to 12 through random episode generation. I'm your host, Tom Cray, and join with me, as always, Cal Reader, and a uh, bit of record-breaking, history-making stuff here, folks, because uh, not only am I in my new flat, well, newly moved into flat, which I think I'll affectionately call the commune or the barracks or I don't know something military or a bit lame like that but this will be the first time we're kind of breaking convention now uh, aren't we Cal? Uh, yeah so we're uh, firstly as well if you've got any ideas what we can nickname um, Tyler's new flat please you know mention in the comments on, on Facebook posts or please. whatever um, we'll try and think of a good lovely nice uh, nickname um so my birthday is coming up and we were talking about uh one of the options of what we could do is like a special episode and rather than going the best episode we thought we'd go the worst however we thought we'd change it a little bit and break our own rules break much like later episodes of the simpsons break our own continuity and decide to go um for I wanted to do for my birthday the worst version the worst episode what's what's rated on IMDB um the infamous uh, Lisa goes gaga just to see if it is as bad as everyone says just to see if it's cuz I've seen I think I've seen clips of it when it's been on Sky and stuff like that but everyone you know on my U- on YouTube algorithms and stuff like that it comes up with like the 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 episode what killed the Simpsons, what made what made the Simpsons jump the shark. Oh, everyone and, and their mums made a made a worst episode ever video on this and has back got it bankrolled. But this is what so I kind of wanted to see because I like shit. I like punishing myself. I'm a bit of not a narcissist. What's the uh, masochist? Sadomasochist is what I am. Um, and as always, Tyler, what are your initial thoughts? Well. um... My initial thoughts were with this one. Um, had you seen the episode I, before? Or if you... I did, it would have been, well, it was many moons ago, uh, 2012, according to my admin here, mid-2012. Uh, it would have been online. I don't remember anything from it, apart from uh, Homer eating pork chops off of the Lady Gaga famous uh, meat suit, or the meat dress she did. That image just always stuck with me within this episode, and then all the discourse and all the uh, criticism, rightfully or wrongfully so. But uh, apart from it being, you know, panned as the worst episode ever, quotation mark, trademark, and that, nothing else stuck out to me. It's just, you know, post Simpsons, not a lot of people like it now, just tarred with the same brush, if you will. With myself, um, like, I, like I said at the beginning of the, this episode, um, I've seen many YouTube videos have come up about it, and everyone, like you said, has, has kind of said their piece on this episode uh, to shit. I've seen clips of it. I remember always. I think whenever I've watched, flicked around, and there's been nothing on, I always flick on The Simpsons because it's always on TV. Um, usually the bit with the Lady Gaga's train and such like that. Um, I agree with you. It's not. See, I was trying to, I, I was trying to think of it, and I was trying to like go going in on it, 
in a kind of meh way just to kind of see if it would be pleasantly surprised and there was bits what legitimately made me laugh a little bit um oh, good but there was also bits where for how long how long's the episode like 20 22 minutes 24 minutes uh, yeah, yeah, twenty-two. Twenty-two. Um, it felt much longer, and it's not in a good way that it felt longer. It felt like I was just kind of, I was just like, "Ugh, what is going on here?" Like, um, you know, there's things about it in the background where, um, throughout the episode, I was thinking, I was like, "Well, Lady Gaga, I, they, I, I don't mind Lady Gaga. I think she's quite good. She's a very good performer. Um, she's quite a good actress as well. Um, but." And they, so I was thinking, I was like, first, it doesn't really sound like her. And second, it doesn't really like, like when she's singing, it sounds like her, obviously. But it's just like, I swear she's a better actress than this. And I looked it up and it's not her voice in her, the character. And I don't no. know whether or not, it, it's it's Nancy uh, who's, who's voicing Lady Gaga, I think. I think, if it was it Nancy or was it, I might be getting wrong here, hang on. Uh, was it uh, Marsha Wallace or Rusey Taylor? One of the tertiary uh, voice actors? No, it was. Yeah, it was Nancy. Oh wow! I was well. I'll tell you what. I'll give her that. I did think it was Gaga for the longest time, so I'll give her credit to that. I guess that's where we got a slight difference uh, from the bat. Even though Lady Gaga is credited for voicing herself, it is songs only. Nancy Cartwright, the voice of Bart Simpson, uh, voices all of Lady Gaga's spoken lines uncredited. Which I don't oh, know if right. it was kind of like because the episode was it was was too kind of egotistical, I guess. I don't know. She's a very egotistical kind of performer in a way, but I feel that's more of a that's that's more of a act on herself, like, you know, just kind of whatever. But it's it, it I don't know, it just bits of it just kind of Something didn't sit right with me. It felt like it dragged out quite a bit. And I I do understand the hatred behind the episode because it kind of goes on. We'll get on it. We'll get to it when we, when we discuss it. Yeah, and after the... Um, well, there's no big long intro, folks. I mean, the couch gag in itself is... Um, the family are playing the Funtendo Z and Homer just can't sit down and then he can't sit down in real life. Um, obviously they had phony brands and that in the golden days, but I don't think they focused on them this much. I hate when any shows got their, you know, ooh, and Simpsons do like Maple phones and you know Funtendo Z and the PS forty five and that. And I know for obvious reasons and that, and sometimes you can be creative, but I just I don't like it. It's just a bit lame. I mean, where where do you stand on, you know, ooh, we're gonna drink. Sp- Right. There's there's a really good joke in Family Guy where they're um they're, they're doing a load of like similar to this like, oh look, it's my phony S four and stuff like that. And Pete, I can't remember who it is, I think it's Peter Griffin who's just going, I don't know why you do it, like we know what what it's supposed to be. <laughs> like everyone knows what we're supposed to be, we just can't say it. And I get it, like the and, and I think it is it is I don't know. It it kind of sets this episode in a precedence where it's just like it's not even really a funny couch gag. Um, there's no chalkboard gag, which fair enough. You know, not every episode has one. Um, 
we kind of go straight into the episode. I will say I did like these opening like thirty second a minute here where it's just like this nice elderly voice, uh, you know, someone from the Midwest just describing Springfield as, oh, uh, you know, it's not really much of a doing town there. You know, it's the inventor of the brass knuckles and the fake Nigerian prince uh, email and just why it's so shit. And hey, bit of a pickup. We've got Wigan. Haven't we? True. Yeah. Um. It's kind of. I see things like this kind of make me miss when Ralph was just kind of. He was an idiot, but he's not like a complete and utter simpleton. And it's just kind of like, oh well, he's a dumb kid, but he's he's an average dog. Look at him roll. Anyone see that? Oh no, no one saw it. (laughs) There was something amiss. You know, the birds knew it, the fish knew it, and the Mormons knew it, and then. You just hear this rustling around in the countryside, and we get to see a face to the elderly voice, you know, Oh, Martha, or is that the great tornado coming through? No, it's the Lady Gaga Express. Straight away, not even a minute in, Cal. Gotta get her in. Yeah. I feel like this is one of the reasons why people, I think people right, rightfully hate on this episode is, you know, back in, in the heyday of The Simpsons, like, um... They, w- they wouldn't so obviously throw it in your face that there's a guest star kind of thing. It'd be more they're just in the background or something like that or they use as a gag. Well, I was going to say the Michael Jackson one's the... Well, can't really repeat that now with hushed words, but that's the biz- biggest example. But then again, it's a fellow thinking he's Michael Jackson and that's you know, a whole joke in itself there. Yeah. So it is and it isn't. I think that works in the episode. I'm trying to think of a... Of a guest star, um, the Simpsons, the, the Krusty episode, um, where they're all kind of like that's more on the foot, where they're kind of like parried in the cells enough where it's just kind of a good episode, and it kind of like very naturally feels in because it feel it 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 comes across more natural because Krusty's part of the show business is gonna go in, you know, we've just got Lady Gaga on a train, going somewhere in a really obnoxious train. And there's a fucking guy from Chicago. What's on it? Doesn't explain where she's going. Doesn't explain, you know, they're just practicing and stuff like that. Got big elaborate costumes there. That they get a lot of gags out of that. And it's just kind of like, you know, <laughs> this is what I don't understand. Is they kind of, as as the conductor guy comes in, he's just like, and he introduces Lady Gaga. He she stood in front of him, like. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> like, did they not see it? Well, you've got to be grand. It's, uh, you know, the hottest pop sensation of 2012, Cal. Yeah, and throughout it, like, you're getting little gags at her being extravagant or just wanting to party and just be themselves. But again, it's just... doesn't really make you laugh there. But I tell you who does make us laugh, Skinner. Yes. He's only hosting a bloody award ceremony, Cal. Surely this can't go wrong. Yeah, and, uh, like, how do you feel about this award ceremony? Like... Did you did you have a problem? I'm fine with it being a plot device. Yeah. This is fine because I get to see. I mean, it's typical Skinner there, and although it's obviously gets a lot more depressing that, but just the fact that you know, oh, there is a least popular award. Why is there one? That's awful. And then, uh, yeah, I believe. Uh, well, definitely one of my only favorite bits, and I guess yours as well, Cal. On this topic, did you, for example, did you have prom? I know prom. Yes, not, yeah. we did. Prom's not a massive thing over here. I think it's more more so now than it probably was as much when we were kind of growing up. So obviously, like, 
Hollywood and TV films and whatever else. Because um, we had a kind of like similar-ish thing where it's just like the best singer, but we didn't go as far as like the least popular person in the class. Like, no, you'd break the children. <laughs> God, no. <laughs> Not in this snowflake society we would have that. Um, which I think it's just kind of like, I don't know. It's a bit too mean-spirited. Obviously, they needed it for a plot device, but like... Oh, no, it's very mean-spirited. I'm completely with you there. <laughs> it just feels... Even for me, it's just a bit bit too much. But like, Lisa becomes the, the least popular person i see one thing what i always remember and i always remember to this day where a teacher for some reason um did this thing where we'd have to stand up and then we'd, we'd shut our eyes and then he'd ask the glass like a question and everyone put their hands up if they agreed or if they disagreed or whatever and one of the things where they had, they had me stand up it was just like who likes callum and i had my eyes shut and then oh as I, I don't know why and then as i woke opened up my eyes uh and then he just kind of went, ah, okay. And I was just like, right, okay. Oh, that's it's, sociopathic. It's probably one of the reasons <laughs> why, you know, I'm as unstable as I am and gave me so much, like, <laughs> unnecessary kind of paranoia a little bit. Um, Yeah, I think about that a lot. <laughs> but enough about your trauma. What about Lisa's <laughs> trauma there? I mean, she's got... <laughs> She's got to accept that award, Cal. You know, they'll go easy on you if you yeah. accept it. Go easy if you accept it. So she goes and accepts it, and then people just laugh at her. Um, it's kind of, it's, uh, and then yeah, so they kind of they all laugh at her, and she turns to Skinner in guidance, much like I should have done to uh, to Mister Fawcett, and gone. You know, I thought you'd say people would like me, and they went. Oh, I don't really know children. It's fine. <laughs> I know very little about children. Very little about children. Yeah, again, great Skinner. I mean, say what you want about the writing of the rest of it. They know what to do with Skinner. They know what to do with Wiggum and such there. So, you know, all the thumbs up there. Yep, they know how to use him condensely and very well. And now the award for least popular student, Lisa Simpson. What? Least popular? I... <laughs> I gotta go. Uh, you probably should accept it, Lisa. They'll go easier on you if you do. Um, thank you for noticing me. <laughs> she actually accepted it. You said they'd take it easy on me. I know very little about children. Lisa is now back at home with the family over dinner, and you can see the loser award there. And she's just like, oh, you know, how can people actually do this then? Well, have you seen the school chat board forums there? Because that's exactly what she wants to see after she's been put down all of the pegs there and she just gets to see well some horrible things written about her but then also we have this uh truth teller account giving little pep talks and fun positive facts about lisa there and that's like despite what ends up happening later and who's really behind the account that's genuinely a nice thing that i think more people should do that there and i don't know whether it's gotten better now the internet's still toxic, Twitter's still toxic and all that, but um, I gen- it generally does uh, lift my spirit when I'm going through Reddit comments and there's like, oh, uh, please fill my, you know, fill my page with dog pictures and then they'll get thousands in there. So I like seeing little gems like that. IRL count. Yeah, definitely. I, one thing what kind of annoyed me a little bit of this scene, though, is is why um, 
why Millhouse there? And I feel like Millhouse is only there just so he could have to For that gag, yeah. You know, is it Millhouse? Cause, but then it made me think, like, how... Because the, the thing what it made me think in that episode is how the, how they kind of sat around the table of, like, Homer obviously at the head. Um, then you've got Marge. Yeah, it's Maggie, all alternate universe. It's odd, isn't it? Barton, yeah, Barton, like, Lisa, about things on Lisa at the end. Like, what... Obviously, where would... You know, is the usually that is the table usually that big? Is it like I don't know if it's a shot weird or what, but it just felt very. It's like well, I guess sometimes grandpa's there, but like not all the time. Like I no, it's a bizarre. <laughs> it's a bizarre setup. Everyone's out of their own place. It's like um, you know, deck and ant. You know, left and right. There's ways to do it. You got to do it, otherwise the universe blows. So Lisa's, you know, she's quite positive. This truth tellers spitting out some positive facts there and then everyone else has seen the forum comments and everyone wants to be their friend they want to do double dutch not single dutch and they want to help you color in and do everything else um well i guess this is going to be a very short episode cat she's already you know solved her problem exactly she don't need no gaga unless oh wait no he what happened i can't remember how it falls out of a bag did she get pushed by bar or i honestly i've I don't care. I think it was just a slip of the hand. Yeah. And it just so happens that Lisa is the one who's um, writing all this good stuff about herself, which is... Why do you need to make notes, though? Why can't you get that off the top of your head? Exactly. Don't have the evidence, people. Numero It's just... It is perfect, bless her. Like... Well, then, that's... Then... Uh, sorry, Cal, but it just takes a... That takes it into a bizarre turn, like, you know what would have been better? Yeah, let's rewrite a show that's nearly 10 years old, because we're experts. Um, but surely the best thing would be, oh, Truth Teller is Gaga. Yeah. Because then, like, Lisa goes through being depressed and such, which is fine at portraying show on telly, but I know that she's been doing this herself, and that, again, that's really sad and lame, so my sympathy's not all there for her that she's caused herself and she's uh added a fuel to the fire now so it's put me at an awkward position and like why did they do it cal i think the reason like gaga would make more sense however in an aspect of like oh she's just guardian angel for lisa um but how would gaga know all this shit about lisa though that's the question yeah they'd have to yeah. back right wouldn't they have someone like i don't know willie or fucking skinner or something like that just say something nice about or martin or like someone who's not obviously millhouse or bar even bar would be a good one just to like as a twist i don't know to show that he actually cares for his sister it just kind of shows like yeah fair enough if she's unpopular or anything like that but you know it's like when people say oh yeah i like I was, gonna say, I was. What I was gonna say is like it's when pe- like when people say I like me. No, you don't. Nobody likes themselves. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> they all suck. Corner lie smeller. Horrible. Could have came up with something better, but I won't. I won't dwindle on it too much. Gargar's still in a extravagant train there, and she's got spidey sense or you know sad senses there, and even like sings. I just made me cringe, and that happened like twice in the episode. But you know, this little girl, you know, needs my moral support there. So, 
here we go. And she's off on the train there, ready to go to Springfield. I, I mean, what did you think? Because I'm sure there was cringe moments in this, but I don't know, that just did it. The fact that she's got the, uh, you know, the spidey sense, if you will. Yeah, the depressive sense. Because were they already going to Springfield or they were going to bypass it? And then yeah, they were just they were just uh, going they, past it, and she just got the facts there that it's this it's know, depressing, depressing town. It's just like which I don't know. Like fair enough, I have a, like a few jokes at Springfield, but like the, the most depressed town, I wouldn't say so. You know, it's got a fucking, it's got its own like Hollywood esque kind of side of the town. It's got like obviously it's it's quite multi diverse. Obviously, majority I say multi diverse. Majority of them are played by white people, but you know, the fort is there. It's got a frigging gorge. <laughs> it's got a gorge, exactly. It's just kind of like, I don't know. It could have had better, kind of stupid hit digs at like at, at Springfield. Um, but the whole kind of, oh, one person knows, you know, is in my need. Surely. Because what happens is obviously she pulls up at the train station, everyone appears, Homer gets Gar- uh, gets Lisa out to go see Gargo as well, and she does a piece, and then she's like, all right, so everyone's okay now, I'm going to fuck off. Like, when she has that sense, she senses that it's a little girl. Like, it it just feels so unnaturally forced in to have, have a character come in, literally on a fucking train. <laughs> singing with fireworks and whistles and whatever else and like the humour behind it is Lady Gaga dresses a bit quirkily like it's it's I don't know it's it just winds me up a little bit and it just feels very much kind of it feel it feels like she like Lady Gaga herself didn't really have much say in regards to the episode and it was kind of like it was as though it was wrote I'm, I'm not saying I'm like a massive Lady Gaga fan at all, but it feels very much kind of as though it's wrote by somebody who knows of Lady Gaga, but they don't know Lady Gaga. And they know, oh, she dresses weird. She's very... They know the broad strokes, exactly, don't they? Exactly. And she know you know, she dresses weird and she, she supports people for being who they are. Like, okay, well, we'll have a dress, like change costume con- consistently. Um... And then she'll just basically try and make people, you know, it, it, I don't know. This is why I get it, where it doesn't work, where it just feels like it's it's too much of a circle jerk, where even though Lady Gaga, you're going to have a big ego being Lady Gaga, maybe it was too much for her, and that's why she didn't voice herself. Well, I saw in the admin research, they had her in four days, and our Jean, head producer, sent her an email saying, oh, we'd really love to have you on the show, and... She jumped at the chance and really enjoyed doing it there where, with the time she was there for. But f- I, I thought that was her genuinely doing her voice there. But then when you realise it was just reduced to the singing roles, it just makes you think like, oh, well, I think she would have wanted to, surely she wanted to do more, like you said, but it's a damn shame. So she pulls up in the train, she sings a song about about how it's good to be oh sorry Cal just a tiny bit before that Lisa's obviously moping in a room and that and again a very adult thing to say oh could you just leave me alone for a day or two of that just to get my own space which is very smart and mature if you're not feeling the best I've been there Cal especially with moving in here that sometimes you just need a day or so to you know just 
get in my own head and just get it out there. Obviously, talking to people does help that, but if you're just, if there's no budget, then you've just got to sit through it. But then, obviously, Homer's interfering and, oh my god, they found the guy the fuck out of this gag saying, oh, turn that frown upside down there. And, oh, does it look the same? And then, the, oh, it's the fucking noise as well, Cal. And the fact they had to add on, oh, you know, the thing about doing it 17 times? No, I didn't, Homer. Oh, Jesus. I'm all, I'm almost concerned that they did it to fill time, but it was just went on a bit too long, and I can't stand that with these uh, animated sitcoms. Yeah, I, I, I get that, and I feel like it's nice to kind of see the difference between... And, you know... Lisa and Homer are very two, two very different people. Homer's more extrovert. Lisa is more introvert. Homer's more of a, of a explosive buffoon. She's more quiet and kind of has still has that kind of explosive tendencies from time to time. But you know, she's obviously the adult. But and they have some. They do have some really really nice episodes together where you know. Oh, they're some of the best. Yeah. Exactly, and it's a really nice relationship between like a father and a daughter, but with this, it just feels kind of like it's just done. It's paid off for laughs, and it's just kind of you know, Homer says, "Oh, I'm uh, I'm just gonna do that thing where I just barge in your room and just talk to you until you until you talk to me again." Like, yes, I get it. Introverted people they sometimes need that, but it's just kind of it just doesn't feel like a father daughter. It feels more like two characters kind of thing which obviously they are but like you know you know what i mean but you are right cal um she pulls up at the train station and she sings us a little song in her own fashion doesn't she yes and this is actually lady gaga and you know she she references i don't like i don't know if this was already a song or whatever or if she wrote it for the for the episode no it's a brand new original one for that show so props to her fair enough um it's you know it's fair enough it's very Lady Gaga esque and they um you know she references Disco Stew <laughs> um and she thinks like everyone's okay and until she kind of has a Gaga sense again and realizes one person didn't love her like this is what I don't get like I, it, yeah it, they're not feeling empowered cow how yeah. dare they how dare they not enjoy Lady Gaga. And she senses like Lisa. Lisa is the one, you know. And then Lisa kind of goes, "Oh no, I don't really want to be in the light of anything." To which, uh, it's just kind of a funny gag. She goes, "Oh, lighting people, I can't hit. I can't see that girl who doesn't want to be in the light." And then they just spotlight her up. Stick um, all the spotlights on her. <laughs> exactly. But then she decides that she's going to go very secretly. We'll go. We'll have a private chat at your house. And then there's a big explosion and she just appears next to her. Yeah, with the light-up hoodie there. Again, just not really landing the joke there. I think I've realised what they've tried to do. I think the perps would try to do the, oh, you know, celebrities trying to save everyone. Like when uh, yeah. all those white people were singing Imagine on Twitter during the lockdown. I can see they were trying to... Um, I can see the sort of thing they were going for here. But I think it's just the execution so sloppy, cow. It just, yeah, it just falls on its feet. And it just kind of feels, and I, I know I keep on hammering this point, if she would have voiced her own character, or if it was more of a caricature where 
she didn't have anything to do with the episode, you know, and she didn't do those songs and stuff, it would potentially feel a bit better and a bit less kind of like force fed. Oh, look, she's so, you know, Lady Gaga doesn't know everything what she's doing. However, she kind of does because she's still really great. Yeah, exactly. They didn't, they should have went one way or the other and they tried to do it down. They were trying to sit on the fence, Cal. They tried to have it both ways and you can't do that. This is a funny gag, though, when she, when, you know, she's walking home. This is what this episode is, though. She's like, it's, it's little bits where it's just kind of like, okay, this one little line is okay. Oh, this is, yeah, actually good. Yeah. Have we got to the bit with the treehouse yet, or is she not? No, not yet. There's her walking down she's the, walking past, uh, you know, yeah. the street there and said, oh, it's nothing but the hum of the paparazzi and some fellow pops out of the drain and goes, hi, Jerry, how's the kids? Oh, they're ashamed of me still. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I guess I'll just quickly add because there's very few of it. My favourite bit is the fact in the first Gaga song, you just hear Lenny say, you know, she's saying, "You're all wonderful, who you, whoever you are. You're all beautiful inside and outside." And Lenny just goes, "Oh wow, that would sound hollow coming from anyone else." <laughs> Does everybody love themselves? <laughs> thing sounds hollow from anyone but you miss hoover who just fucking hates lisa who to be fair is on par with her character you know it's constantly said oh she doesn't she thinks she's a bit of a know-it-all and like i don't like do you know any teachers like are you friends with any or anything like that like yeah yeah i'm friends with a couple there and they're obviously going through a lot with uh lockdown and you know the work life's having to blend in with the personal life my favorite question to ask is because you don't realize like yeah, obviously, when you're a kid, you realise other people and stuff like that, but you don't realise how much of a fucking person they are, where they could be doing coke on, on Sunday and then wake up on Monday and teach oh, about four-year-olds yeah. and shit like that, and you really don't realise how fucking wild they are. One of my favourite questions to ask is, like, is there any kids where you just think, yeah, you're going to be a fucking psychopath? Because <laughs> you, you're going to have your favourites and you're going to have your like least favourites and stuff like that. Nothing's going to perk her up like a, you know, an impromptu flash mob there. And they'll get the phones out there, but yeah, Lisa's not having it. Just saying, look, if you really want to help, just leave then, you know, fame is calling. And, you know, I didn't mind them getting it wrong and saying disperse. No, she means us disperse. Uh, I think I'm more of a sucker for that uh, rabble rabble, as I've said before in the South Barters. Just the generic crowd noise. But, um, yeah, just another bit I really didn't like was Lady Gaga meet baby goo goo just ugh, no just it just was it just again it just wasn't funny cow that's how you end an act break it it, it it might have been funnier if say for example i don't know she said something to, to maggie or just kind of like mm. that she was watching her or some shit like that like that she was actually a little bit intimidated by her maybe or something like that that would have been funny but no when we're back from this act break um, marge is consoling with gaga they're saying Oh, it's great having such a smart, sensitive young girl, but I don't know what to do in this situation. And Gaga's trying to comfort her, but Marge is terrified of human contact. And then they end up having a bit of a snog and a bit of a les. And this, apparently Marge is bi or queer. Yeah. Because this really gets her goat going. <laughs> and then she just gets on top of Homer. And that's the best thing that's happened for him since uh, Hillary won the primary. If that doesn't date it, I don't know what will, Cal. What the... Hell is this? It's why was this in here? It's 
awful. It really is. It's like, so left field. Fair enough, you know, it, it's... Uh, if they'd kind of, like, maybe hinted... Obviously, I'm speechless, I really am, because this episode, you know, the series itself, it's been going on since the 80s, so they're not always going to be, like, uh, as kind of open about sexuality and all that shit, which is, you know, fair enough. But just kind of out of the blue, I like they should have just it's left just it. It's just a shock at, thing. They should have just left it at the joke of like human touch. That's a very nice yes, touch. Yes, exactly. Kind of like, you know, she probably doesn't get a lot of human touch, and it's just kind of all of a sudden just like kiss and whatever. Like, nah, it just comes out of nowhere. <laughs> and we do get the bit which I do remember vividly in my head. You know, Gaga with the synonymous. Uh, meat suit at the VMAs and then Homer's trying to eat some with a little blowtorch I like that, that's always stuck with me there, because that's very in character for Homer and yeah, again, just well constructed there but it's not still not happening for Lisa she's still getting bullied at school you know, she's on the little uh, roundabout and everyone's avoiding her but Gaga's very, very adamant cow, she's coming off an egg saying, I'm going to stop this, you know frown town and get you into the you know smiling party or whatever bollocks they had to say this is where lisa finally gives in snaps i denounce the cow i denounce the and it kind of it, it upsets her and it kind of like you know she runs away starts crying diamonds because of course haha she's so quirky she's so great so now we've had lisa um get well bullied and she's lied and put her own positive comments on. Now she's just had a row and a bit of anger and abuse at someone who's, you know, best efforts, but still trying to help her, but maybe not in the best way. She's, I don't know what they're trying to do with her, Cal. It's like what you said earlier. I get where they're coming from, where they're saying, you know, you don't need every, every person, you know, you don't need a celebrity to come in and just make you better. They could have had a better story. <laughs> you know, she just feels... It just feels very kind of... I don't know. I don't even know what what, what to say anymore. I've kind of... This is where I kind of, like, lose... <laughs> I kind of become, I don't know, like the fucking tennis episode. It just... And I think this is what we should really compare You're dumbstruck. It to. That's the that I think that's probably the worst episode we've reviewed on this podcast thus far. I'd say so. I don't know about yourself. Um, yeah, would yeah. you agree? I, in comparison, what would you say this is? Uh, I think it's in cycle between like uh, I don't know the top three worst ones we've done. Yeah, I think it's. I, I'd I'd go there. I think it's it's kind of. You know, part of me regrets doing this as a topic <laughs> but it's kind of it's like what you said earlier before the podcast when we were talking about it and you said is it the worst episode ever no, no maybe and what did you say hang on I'm... is it a bad episode most definitely yes yes yeah there's no doubt but um like i'm not a vindictive person i've got a positive outlook on life and that so i'm all right with some people saying this is a good episode that because it's all personal taste and i'm not against shoving my i'm against shoving my opinion down people's throat because you shouldn't do that folks um but 
it's yeah, it's just horribly flawed, and I mean, it is the word bad there. And Tennis the Menace was just all over the place and quite boring, and I think that's a big thing for me. If it feels like it's dragged and it's boring, yeah. Like you, you know, like oh, it's a bad film, like The Room. I don't find The Room boring at all. I find it fascinating. So I don't think of it as a proper bad film there. That friggin' Meeks cut off that me and you watched in uni. Good God. That's up there with one of my worst ones. If you want 90 minutes of just people wandering the Arizona desert, folks. Perfect. But enough about our gripes on friggin' what's truly bad or the worst there. We've got a good Homer gag there. Lisa is moping about in her treehouse. And I'm sure you love this one, Cal. This is probably my favourite. Good old golden stuff. This is probably one of my favourite lines. Just because it's just so... Dumb. Okay, Lisa. Coming up to make things better. Okay. I'm almost there. Upward. Ever upward. Stay hydrated. Oh, I'm on the wrong tree. Okay. Try it again. Here we go. Up again. Lisa, can you come down? Oh... It's just so, and it's just so kind of like, it's obvious enough where it's just kind of like, yeah, actually no, that's that's what I needed right now just to keep me interested because at this point I'm kind of switching off. I'm not really watching the episode. I am and I'm not. But you know, she's moping around in the treehouse, and Homer's. You can hear Homer in the background, and then in uh climbing up, and he's he's going, no, oh, I'm a. He's, out, he's getting out of breath, which, from someone who's just started um, exercising, completely understands how that feels. Because I've, I've, I've started one of those, you know, fitting 30-day bullshit app kind of things. And I was just like, meh, I think I'm a bit better than easy. But I'm just going to do it anyway, just to see, you know, if it, if it is too easy, I'll start something a little bit later. Um, It fucking almost murdered me the first night. I've... Second, I'm only on second day two, and I'm almost fucking dead. Like Jesus Christ, um, but you know Homer, is, he finally climbs up the tree, and you look, and he's in the background. <laughs> and no, it's just, on the wrong tree. And it, it's just kind of the heartbreaking. Just like, oh, and he just says, "Oh, Lisa, oh. get down here." <laughs> Fun fact: My dad has done this a couple times before with supermarkets. What? We'll be out doing the food shop, and I'll be in. Iceland and he's in Asda and then he goes alright oh, where are you now oh I'm in Iceland yeah do you know where that is yeah oh where are you oh I'm in M&S no no I said Iceland oh, oh they don't make it obvious what with the big orange letters at the side of the store there you pillock Homer's trying to you know help his daughter there by giving some <laughs> some sort of bollocks advice um, but Lisa does rather snidey thing saying oh dad because of like not really listening and just filtering out the information and because what you said was drivel it's gave me you know a plan to see that i'm truly confident and you know i need to go and see that train and yeah another thing just adding to the snowball that lisa's a right shit in this episode just not even listening to her own father at least try and help her like oh come on right is Tim Long, what are you doing? It just feels very much like I get Lisa's like the most like smartest Simpson, but she's not rude, you know. She still no, has no. respect for her father and stuff. And it's just kind of like 
I, it's just something about me where I'm just kind of like, I don't like when people aren't listening. And I feel oh yeah, that pisses me right off. Though I've once did it to, to to this day, it's one of the things what my friend constantly and this happened about maybe two years ago at work, and he was sat next to me, and he was telling me a story, and I turned around to him and I just said, "Cool story." I'm just going to shut you up because I want to speak right now. And I just told him something completely different, and he went on with his story, and he was just so confounded. He's just like, "What the fuck is wrong with this guy?" <laughs> like, because I barely knew him at this point, and he was just literally mid sentence. I was just like, "I'm just going to stop you there." Um, I'm I'm just going to speak now because <laughs> and said something completely unrelated, <laughs> possibly one of the rudest things I've ever done in my life. Um, but it was funny. <laughs> if you think of the points of this episode, you've got. School, not voting, uh, finding Lisa the most unlikable in school. Then she she tries and ups herself up, ups herself up, brings herself up and tries to make people see her in a better light of like, oh yeah, you know, she's not actually that bad. And they kind of agree and they go, actually, you know, you are right, mysterious person. You've, um, you know, you, you've kind of opened my eyes. She does actually do quite a bit. Hang on, it's her saying it about herself. That's like me saying, well, I am quite handsome, though, aren't I? So it doesn't it matter. Everyone knows I'm quite handsome. I don't have to say it. Like, <laughs> it shouldn't have to be me repeating it and stuff like that. So then she becomes unlikable. You know, Lady Gaga tries to help her with her folks' uh, advice of just trying to accept each herself and stuff, which kind of almost falls on flat ears because... You know she's famous. She she can all do that. So Lisa doesn't do it. She gets so annoyed at it. More unlikely again, she tells her to go fuck herself. Whilst moping around again, she realizes that's just her, and that's her accepting it. You know that's not a healthy thing to say. Yeah, it's it's perfectly okay to like accept yourself and 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 you know like yourself before you can like other people and stuff like that and be proud of yourself and your achievements. But going around just accepting like because I'm I I I'm a fucking brat, that's that's a good quality of mine. I'm proud of the fact that I'm a brat. People change. That's not how the world works. Like you've got to be fucking better. You've got to meet people halfway and then just being kind of so stubborn not to fucking I don't know, just not even to just work on your own faults. It just, it just, it's just not, I don't know, it's just, it's a bad message, and it just kind it's of... It's okay to abuse people, Carl, as long as it gets you, you know, exactly. sort of happy and more acclimatised with yourself, like, <laughs> what? It just feels very kind of, eh, what are you, what are you trying to say? Gaga's about to roll the train out of Springfield. I will say, do enjoy this line, I've seen it, like, uh, gift a few times where she goes... Oh well, I've defeated Springfield. You know, I'm just gonna chill on the bed and eat fruit roll-ups. And f- comp, but guy says, "What does she do in defeat that I do in victory?" I did like that. That was quite a cool line. But Lisa comes running on, and says, "Oh, Gaga, because of my rant at you, I've had all this pent-up frustration for for eight whole years, and now I can just be myself and accept that I'm a great person." But you know, whisper it. And then, of course, this interludes into a final song there. And uh, even Lisa's singing along. And yeah, it has to happen, really, doesn't it, Cal? Yeah. I was going to say, did you catch the... I say great. The rather horrific, but 
it did get a surprise laugh out of me of uh, Mo. <laughs> I was just that's what I was just about to say. It's it's kind of her delivery's well, Nancy's fucking delivery is quite funny. This of like you know, Mo comes up at the last minute in a kind of very Meg esque way of saying, "Well, what about me? I'm I'm very self deprecative." And she goes, "Yeah, you you know, not even I could do that." And he goes, "Okay, fair enough." But then just gets fucking run over by a train. <laughs> Walks into a train. <laughs> Proper final destination of that. Good God. That's really how we end it. Uh, and the narrator gives some box. Like, oh, yeah. Now she found herself. And the spirit of Gaga rolls on there. And then we don't. that's not even the ending ending. We get a pre-roll for Maggie Simpson and the longest daycare. Did you get this in the version you watched there? No. Uh, I watched, so I watched no. it on Disney Plus, and it wasn't actually on there. Ah, mine might have been the broadcast one. So this was them bigging up their first uh, quote, like feature short film, which I think won or was nominated for an Oscar uh, in twenty thirteen. So the next year after that, so they're really pimping that out. And uh, we have the credits rolling with uh, Dan Castellaneta singing uh, his own version of Poker Face there through the guise of Homer. And that's how we end on sort of a dribble out of this uh, absolute bit of a sludge. So, Cal, I guess your final thoughts before we get our own sort of train out of here. <laughs> he, um, uh, it's, it's, it's meh. It's, I get it. I understand why it's considered one of the worst. Is it the worst? I don't know. I wouldn't, I, I, I I'm I, I'm guessing there's worse episodes out there. I can't think of any at the moment. I'm pretty sure we can find some... Not... Oh, well, maybe within our 11, 12 range, but I can think of some really dog shit ones that came out like after the film or just before the film. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like... I, th- I feel like this episode kind of... I wanted it to have more of an ex, more of a. Um, f- See, this is what this is it. This is what this episode does to me. I can't even like communicate my fe- my true feelings for it because I feel like when I chose this episode, and I chose this thing. I wanted it to kind of be an experience similar to the tennis episode, Tennis and Menace, where we would be so hated hate we'd hate this episode so much we'd just bounce off the hatred of it but because it's such a nothing episode it doesn't deserve that type of fucking hatred like no it's just it, it's just a meh it's just like, it's not rage inducing is it no and that's it and i don't get why people kind of fucking hate of it hate it on it so much or i do and i don't you know it's just kind of i expected less of it is i think i'm disappointed in that i'm not i'm disappointed that i'm not disappointed more in it if that makes I sense get it, yeah. yeah so i what i would you know there's a few funny jokes in it there's a few bits of what uh, what's what kind of just all of a sudden just kind of makes me giggle a bit you know um but overall this is like I was when I was just looking on the Wikipedia page of it. Um, there's this there's this review from the AV Club 
which uh, Rowan Kaiser, which says, and yet, as annoying as this episode was in concept and generally in execution, it wasn't that painful to actually watch. And I agree with that. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't awful. And I think for that, I'm going to have to give it a two out of five. Ned Flanders spanking himself in his fucking Beatles safe house. What about you? Uh, I don't want to keep two on because I don't want to keep repeating the points on this messy episode, but essentially I found it hollow. The execution was sloppy. You can see what they're going for there. Is it salvageable? I'd say not really, not for the most part. Uh, so with that all being said, I'll go with a... So I'm trying to think of like out of ten scale down to the out of five. If I go two out of five, and that's like a four out of ten. No, one point five is a three out of ten. I'll, you know what? I'll share it with you, Cal. I will share it with you because it's not horribly boring and it doesn't drag. Or not drag as much as I thought it would do. Um, so with that, I'm also going to match that. I'm going to go two out of five. Uh, gratuitous um, costumes don't forget to subscribe and give us a five star written review on itunes check us out on facebook uncle most fun feedback podcast and the same on twitter as well at tile tmc or search uncle most fun feedback podcast take care folks come to uncle most for family fun it's good 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 mm, sounds good